Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 6th, and our reading comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 8. If you remember from yesterday, Paul is beginning to teach the Corinthian church about the importance of giving and generosity. And then in today's reading, he says something that is so important that I think everyone who is a giver, everyone who's trying to live generously, they care a lot about this issue. Listen to what he says in verse 19. He says, he was appointed by the churches to accompany us as we take this offering to Jerusalem, a service that glorifies the Lord and shows our eagerness to help. We are traveling together to guard against any criticism for the way we are handling this generous gift, all this money. We are careful to be honorable before the Lord, but we also want everyone else to see that we are honorable. Here's what he just said. They're taking up this offering. They're taking it to the church in Jerusalem who needs their help, but he wants them to understand we're not doing that alone. I'm not handling this money by myself or privately. We're doing this in a group. We're doing it out in the open to protect everybody's integrity, to make sure no one is concerned that the money is being handled inappropriately. Isn't that so important? I mean, when it comes to giving, I'm a giver. And because I give, it's important to me to know that the money at definition or any other ministry that I give to, it's important for me to know that the money is being handled with integrity. And that's what Paul is getting at here. He's saying, listen, I'm not going to Jerusalem and carrying this money by myself and everybody wondering is, did he show up with the same amount of money he was given? No, we're going as a group to make sure everyone knows that this is handled honorably. So important. Now, at definition, we want to take those same practical steps in order to protect everybody's credibility and so that you can know, anybody in our church that gives can know that the money is being held honorably. So the first thing we do is nobody's ever alone with the money. Now, the cool thing that happened during the pandemic is that most people started giving online. I think about 90% of all of our giving is online giving now. And the cool thing about that is that nobody ever handles that money. It's all done electronically. So that provides some protection. But for the money that is given in person, it's never in the hands of a person alone. A group of people gets the money. A group of people count the money. Then the money is locked into a bank bag, and it's taken and deposited at the bank. So we're real careful to make sure no one even has the opportunity to do the wrong thing or to be accused or to give the appearance that they're doing the wrong thing. So we're real careful about that. Then another thing that we're careful about, is the way our government, church government works is we have a group of church members. We call them trustees. 
They're not on staff. They're not paid by the church. They're ordinary church members like you that have been around definition for years and and love the ministry. They're all generous givers. And so they are very invested and they care very deeply to make sure that the money is handled with integrity. Well, they have all the financial authority in our church which is kind of cool, right? The people that aren't paid, normal church members, they're the financial gatekeepers. Our staff manages and leads, runs the week-to-week operations of our church and do a fantastic job, but they don't have any financial authority. The trustees approve the budget every year. The trustees approve the audit every year. The trustees approve any expense that's not in the budget. The trustees approve any legal contract that the church would enter into. The trustees approve whether we buy or sell properties. That's completely their responsibility. The trustees determine whether or not we make a change to the bylaws. All these legal things and all these financial things, there is a group of church people who are not paid, ordinary church people, And they make those decisions. And then the staff simply operates within those boundaries that they've given primarily by building a budget every year for the church staff. Now, here's a third thing that I think is so important is that we are careful not to pay our staff in a way that would be extravagant or worldly or ungodly. We base our staff salaries on a comprehensive staff survey. It's a national survey that helps churches to understand what are pastors paid at a church this size with this kind of income if the pastors are this age and have this education and have this amount of experience and it brings all of those things into the equation and it helps a church figure out what's an appropriate salary and and benefit package for staff in that kind of church. So that's how we make those decisions. And the reason that's important is you're never going to see me pulling up uh, to the church in my Rolls Royce or flying out of here in my jet. I, I, I think generally that's ridiculous for a pastor. Now, let me say this. Let's say one day I write a book and it becomes a, a bestseller. My first book, I think it's a great book. I, you know, I love the book, but it, you know, it only sold a, a few thousand copies, didn't really make a lot of money. That's not why I wrote the book. But let's just assume I write it, a book one day, and it becomes a big bestseller and I make $10 million. Well, I just don't think as a pastor, I should be just sitting on $10 million when there are people here in our city and around the world who can't eat, who need Jesus. Man, I think if I end up having control over that kind of money, I need to be given more and more and more of it away to whom much is given, much is expected. And and I just say all of that because there are some pastors in America who just don't know how we can justify going so far in our extravagance and just sitting on so much money when there are so many needs all around us. So we're just trying not to ever do that as a church. That doesn't mean I don't have a nice house. I have a nice house and 
and I have a car that's only a couple years old, so it's a pretty nice car, and, and I love that, and, you know, I go on vacation, so it's not like I'm, I'm not poor-mouthing. I'm not saying, I feel like I'm paid by our church very, very generously. But I want to be careful if I was ever in a situation where I had some windfall that I, I'm just not trying to live like some high roller. That, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here. You remember, my life is about Jesus now. And so if I was given a bunch of extra resource, I want to ask the question, how can I leverage this resource to maximize my impact for the kingdom of God. So three big ideas there that I think can give you some assurance as a giver to be able to trust Definition Church or to trust some other organization. How do they count and handle the money? Number two, who has the authority? And number three, is there somebody here that's getting rich on the back of this ministry? And and I think if you can check those three boxes, then you can feel pretty good about the financial integrity of that ministry or, or organization. And, and I'm so proud to say that after 23 years here at Definition, that has always been true for us. So let me pray. Father, God, we thank you for this. This is so practical, but so important, I think, for all of us who are trying to grow in our generosity. We want to know that the organizations we give to, that they're trustworthy and uh, that they're not going to abuse what they've been given. And I'm so grateful that uh, Definition has such a great track record and has always tried to to really handle these three principles and in order to protect our integrity and to do what's right by what's been entrusted to us and in order to, to try to maximize our impact in the kingdom. And God, I pray that our church would continue to grow, to excel in the gift and the grace of giving, just like all of these other areas we're trying to grow. God, produce your life, your generosity in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.